What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Here's how the show goes. You hit me up with a few questions dealing with anything and everything from morality to spirituality, relationship advice, evangelization, discipleship, catechesis, works of charity, acts of justice, and the list goes on and on and on. I will then sit with your questions, pray with them, study them, and hopefully respond in such a way that is helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. Now, here's my disclaimer. I am not perfect. Therefore, the advice that I share with you might not be good for you. If that is the case, then please reject whatever it is that I say that does not help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and the church that he founded over 2,000 years ago. But if my advice is helpful, though difficult, then I really want to encourage you to lean into Jesus Christ uh, so that he can give you the grace that you may need to fulfill the demands of discipleship. If you are a first-time listener, you can hit me up your own questions at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh, spell out A-S-K-F-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-S-H. You can send me your comments, questions, and critiques, your own glory stories for future episodes and feedback from this episode, past episodes, and questions for future episodes. You can also rate us and review us on iTunes and Spotify and Google Play and any other podcast format that is out there, as well as sharing us on your social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. When you share us on your social media pages, uh, it helps other people to find out about the show. So send your comments and reviews and share us. Uh, and that will help people to find out about the show. If it's been good for you, potentially it might be good for other people as well. On today's show, we are going to talk about sacramentals versus superstition. Got the way, Stephen Wonder. And we're also going to talk about how we can get to know God better, particularly when we've, we've been trying, but we're on a struggle bus. We've been trying to get to know the Lord better. And we want to find new ways that can help us to grow in our relationship with God. Now, before we get to those really good questions, I want to share with you a glory story. glory story is this. this. This past weekend in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, we hosted two different uh, discernment retreats for young ladies. We had a high school retreat at the Cypress Springs Mercedarian Prayer Center with the Mercedarian Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament, the Hospitaller Sisters of Mercy, the Missionaries of Charity, and the Franciscan Missionaries of Our Lady, uh, accompanying a number of different high school students in Baton Rouge. And then at the same time, I was facilitating a discernment retreat with the servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary for junior high girls. And y'all, it was so, so beautiful. We uh, 
had a lot of time to, to, to learn about our Blessed Mother together and the sermon and the scriptures and pray together. The girls played together. We had adoration each night. And the sisters, y'all, if you've never heard of these servants of the pierced hearts of Jesus and Mary, you got to get to know the Mother Adela Galindo is the founder of this community. I'm a part of the spiritual family of this community. It was so beautiful to process throughout the the chapel with Jesus and the Blessed Sacrament to these young girls as the sisters sang praise music and read from the sacred scriptures um, and even just spoke prophetic words of truth over these young women, these young girls of who they are and whose they are in the eyes of God. It was so, so beautiful. It was a gift for me too just to to see the formation that they get in this community. One of the young sisters uh, was was given a, a very simple talk on the Blessed Virgin Mary, and she she said something about how when Mary went to go visit Elizabeth, her cousin, how Elizabeth rejoiced when Mary was with her, and how she wasn't like envious. Like sometimes, whenever we see someone else winning, we some, see someone else being blessed, and like we've been on this journey a lot longer than them. Like Elizabeth had been like walking with God for a lot longer than Mary. Mary was a teenager. Elizabeth was an old woman. And Elizabeth had so many like setbacks. And here Mary was a 14-year-old girl, and she was chosen to be the mother of God. Elizabeth could have been very envious. She could have been like, really? But she would rejoice that she wasn't concerned with the like what she didn't have. She was grateful for what God gave her, and she was even more grateful for what God was doing in Mary's life. And the sister was just saying, like, that's the posture, that's the disposition that we're all invited to have as well, to be grateful for what God has given us and to rejoice in, in other people when they are being blessed in ways that are supernatural, that are extraordinary to not get all like whatever about it, but to say, that's awesome. That is good for you. And I am glad that God is doing that in your life. I'm glad that you are being blessed. I'm glad that you're experiencing breakthrough in your marriage. I'm glad that you've been accepted to that religious order. I'm glad that you found freedom from your vice. I am glad that whatever it might be, even if I'm on the struggle bus, even if I'm still sick and suffering and without, I'm not going to sit there and have a pity party about what I don't have, but I'm going to rejoice with you and what God is doing for you. It was so simple and so beautiful. And so it was just a gift to be with them uh, this past weekend. Now, I also got some feedback coming in from Elise. Elise writes this, I thank you very much for all the work you put into this podcast. I can tell that you prepare your responses with prayer and research, but also leave room for the Holy Spirit to speak spontaneously. I really appreciate what you do. At least God bless you. At least I do try to pray and study, and um, sometimes I do better than other times. I'll just be honest with you. There are some times where I'm able to devote a lot of time to the questions, and other times I'm not able to pray as much as I want to pray and study as much as I want to study. But the Lord still, you know, He comes to and He provides. Uh, he provides. And so thank you for appreciating uh, the work that we're trying to do to, to build a civilization of love here in our in our world to to form disciples of Jesus Christ to accompany people in their walk to becoming saints. So thank you so much. Please pray and fast for me that I can be a bridge for everybody to come to Jesus and not a barrier for anyone. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump into today's first question about sacramentals and superstition God way. <laughs> First question comes in from Gwen. Gwen writes this. Hello, Father. Hello. Is it me you're looking for? I've been wondering about this question for a while, and I'm hoping you can help me. 
Uh, I know that the blessed candles and other things, incense, blessed salt, holy water, blessed oil the church uses are not superstitions. However, many people have recommended keeping such things in my home. I like the idea and I love the tradition and rituals of the church. I am unsure how to use those things in a non-superstitious way. I have some blessed candles, but have been reluctant to light them because I don't want to fall into superstition. Can I light one while I pray for the deceased? What does lighting the candle actually do, Gwen? Yeah, Gwen, this is a great, great question. Because honestly, use of sacramentals is like it's one of the most misunderstood practices in the Catholic Church. And, and quite honestly, if I'm just being, if I'm keeping it real with you, just keeping it real. Just keeping it real. Real oftentimes sacramentals are viewed as superstitious um, because people treat them with superstition, right? The reason why they're often viewed as superstition is because in many cases, practicing Catholics use sacramentals as if they are superstitious. They do this sometimes because of poor formation, right? They, like, they, they think, well, if I, if I get a St. Joseph statue and bury it upside down, then God's going to like, you know, that's not how it works. It's not burying a statue upside down that sells the house, right? But because of poor formation, sometimes Catholics approach sacramentals as if they are magic, having power in and of themselves instead of what they actually are, which is instruments of God's grace. So let's go to the Catechism of the Catholic Church, paragraph 1667. What are sacramentals? According to the Catechism, they are sacred signs which bear a resemblance to the sacraments. They signify effects, particularly of spiritual nature, which are obtained through the intercession of the church. By them, men are disposed to receive the chief effect of the sacraments and various occasions in life are rendered holy. Like, whereas most sacraments take place in the church, ordinations, marriages, typically baptisms, confessions, masses. Sacramentals are oftentimes used in the domestic church, in our homes, our trailers, our houses, our apartments, the places where we abide. We use blessed salt in these places. We use blessed water, holy water. We use blessed candles. These sacramentals, whenever we use them in like a spirit of faith, by the power of God, they can protect us from, get this, demonic activity. St. Paul writes in Ephesians that our enemies are not flesh and blood. Our enemies are powers and principalities. Powers and principalities, thrones and dominions, demons, these are fallen angels. These are our enemies. So whether you believe in them or not, they are there. They are watching you day and night. And we need protection. We need to have armor to fight against these demons that tempt us with suggestions that we fall away from our relationship with Christ. So this is why we use things like holy water, blessed salt, and blessed candles, which you're particularly asking about. If you look at the actual blessing, which is found in the Roman ritual, you will clearly see what the blessed candles do. This is what the prayer says. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, bless these candles at our lowly request. Endow them, Lord, by the power of the Holy Cross with a blessing from on high. You who gave them to mankind in order to dispel darkness. That's what they do. They, they dispel darkness. That the blessing that they receive from the sign of the Holy Cross be so effectual that wherever they are lighted or placed, the princes of darkness may depart. Those are demons. And trembling from all these places and flee in fear along with all their legions, multitudes of demons, right? And never more dare to disturb or molest those who serve you, the Almighty God, who live and reign forever and ever. To be clear, 
The candle in and of itself does not drive out demons, but Jesus does. And so I encourage you, I ask your priest, your local priest, to pray uh, and to bless your salt and to do minor exorcisms there uh, with the water um, and to bless your candles so that you can use them in this spiritual battle that we are all in, whether we like it or not. That being said, let's take a break and we'll come back. We're going to dive into our final question about getting to know God. Okay, here's the gut check right here, because if nothing changes, nothing changes. Do you want to be holy? And do you want to be an instrument of renewal in this world? And if so, do you believe it's possible? Do you know what it looks like? Do you know where to begin? Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. My name is Father Mark Mary. I'm a Franciscan friar of the Renewal, and I wrote a book called Habits for Holiness. And it pulls from over 800 years of Franciscan tradition, wisdom, and experience of radical and total discipleship in the midst of the world, but in a way which begins with little steps and works not only for religion, not only for priests, but for everybody. The change you desire is possible. The conversion you desire is possible. The renewal you desire is possible. The healing you desire is possible. And it begins with little steps. So to guide you on your way and to help you make the next best step of renewal in your life, I'd invite you to pick up a copy of my book, Habits for Holiness. God bless you. And we're back. Welcome back to the show. Again, you can rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and all other podcasts for us out there. Whenever you rate us and review us, it helps other people to find out about the show. If it's been good for you, potentially it could be good for them as well. And you can also share us on your social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And finally, if you want to watch the Ask Father Josh show, remember the Ask Father Josh show is different from Ask Father Josh podcast. The show only answers one question from the perspective of how it affects our relationship with God, the church, and each other. That airs every other Tuesday at, I think, 3.30 Eastern, 2.30 Central on the Essential Presents YouTube channel. Final question comes in from Kim. Kim reminds me of Kim Possible. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <clears throat> but Kim Possible. That was on Disney Channel from way back in the day when I was young. I'm not a kid anymore. So Kim asked this question. Uh, Kim says, getting to know God, how do I really get to know God? I try to read the Bible and pray, but I usually lose interest quickly in reading, and my prayers tend to be negative, which gets me distracted and frustrated, and I start questioning if he really does exist, and if he does, that he doesn't want to hear my problems. Spiritually, I am a hot mess, and I don't know where to begin in building and keeping a solid foundation with him and the church and how to incorporate this into my everyday life and relationships. Kim, so I prayed for you, and I'm just going to share with you the fruit of my prayer. Now, you can accept this or reject this because, again, I am not infallible in my prayer and in my discernment. But what I perceived might be helpful for you for a season would be to pray with your other senses. So, encouragement. Watch the TV show, The Chosen. Right, The Chosen is about the apostles. Uh, super beautiful show. But after you watch each episode, there's two seasons. Apply the steps of Lexio Divina to each episode. So watch the show and then pay attention to what happened in the show. And after you pay attention to what happened in the show, focus on what did that say to me? What stood out to me? And then write about what it said to you, to Jesus. Tell Jesus your thoughts, your feelings, and your desires based on what that particular episode of The Chosen said to you. If you haven't seen The Chosen, just get The Chosen app or watch them on YouTube. Then after you write about it, I want to encourage you to like spend some time and like listen more to see if God has anything else he wants to say. And then sit with God in silence, look at God as God looks at you, and then come up with a concrete resolution. And then in addition to watching television shows like The Chosen, I would encourage you to watch movies like The Passion of the Christ. Right? And then throughout the movie, pause it. 
and apply the steps of Lex Divina to each scene in the Passion of the Christ. You can maybe like break it up to like five different viewings of the Passion of the Christ movie. And again, watch it and then meditate what stood out to you. Then pray, have a conversation with Jesus and write the conversation with Jesus. That way you stay attentive to the conversation and you don't get into give into distractions or speak the conversation to God out loud and sit with God in silence. If you find that you're getting distracted, go back to watching the scene again and then meditating again and then praying again. Listen to Catholic music by artists like Ike Ndolo or Matt Marr. And then again, after each track on each album, like what did this song say? What did it say to me? Talk to God about what it said to you. Sit with God. Look at stained glass images and paintings and statues by, by Catholic artists. Listen to Bible passages that are being read by someone else uh, through like the Halo app or listen to Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in Your podcast and listen to him read the Word of God and then press pause after you listen to him read the Word of God and reflect on it and do Lex Divina with his uh, biblical readings of the Word of God and, and his reflections of the Word of God. What did it say? What did it say to you? Talk to God about what it said to you. Sit with God. I think this might be a way for you in this season that might help you to grow in your relationship with God, like to pray with your senses, light some incense, light some candles, uh, watch, get the visuals going on, right? So find unique ways, creative ways to encounter God. And, and then after you do this, let me know if it worked for you. Let me know if praying visually was helpful and praying with music was helpful with your senses was helpful for you to be more attentive to Jesus. Because again, the more time you spend with Jesus, there's no way that you can pray without being transformed by Jesus Christ. The fact that you are showing up to prayer, he will transform your mind and your heart and your walk toward eternity. That's just how the Lord Jesus Christ works. That's how he works. So uh, I will pray for you. And I hope that these suggestions are helpful for you and your, your journey to becoming the particular saint uh, that God wants you to be. With that being said, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death, amen. Offer the heart of Jesus through the heart of Mary, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Go in peace. I look forward to walking with you in your journey to becoming a saint. Deuces. Deuces.